On the 22nd of May in 2012, I woke up, sleepily walked to the bathroom, peed on an ovulation test stick and was catapulted into action when the results showed as positive. Today was the day. I started shaking and fumbled with the phone as I blurted out, I need an appointment today. I'm ovulating. Right, what time can you be here, she said. This is a story about how life happens and we can't always control the circumstances or events. We just have to deal with what comes our way. But now and then we can make a big choice and take action and set life on a new course. We don't have to just accept things as they are. We can make life more what we want it to be. I checked the bus timetable, jumped in the shower and bolted for the bus. Once I was on, I had time to stop and think. The hour-long bus ride along the bay and through the Danish countryside to the clinic in Aarhus was beautiful and peaceful, in stark contrast to my state of mind. I thought again how amazingly fortunate I was to live and work in Denmark with its thriving fertility tourism industry and maternity benefits that made it possible for me to even consider doing what I was about to try and do. I worried that the butterflies in my stomach might interfere with the sperm-egg situation. I thought how lucky it was that I had this week off, so no need to explain anything to anyone. I calculated the time difference and rang my mother in Australia to tell her what was happening. We talked nervously but excitedly. She was so ready for this. I rang my dad to wish him happy birthday. I didn't tell him what I was up to. You have people over for birthday drinks? Great, I'm on my way to be inseminated this morning, so hopefully it's happy conception day for me too. All right, happy birthday. We arrived in Aarhus. I got off the bus and broke into a trot, dodging shoppers and other obstacles. I half ran through the streets, then made my way more cautiously up the stairs and through the doors of the clinic. It had classic Scandinavian decor, wooden floorboards that betrayed my every movement, large bright rooms sparsely furnished with Danish design, quiet. I sat down to wait and tried to calm down. I was out of breath and the sound of my heartbeat seemed to echo. I stared at a wall covered with photos of babies and toddlers, thinking about my possible future. The midwife came out of a room where I imagined she might be making another woman pregnant and shook my hand. We hadn't met before, but I recognised her photo from the website. She's the owner of the clinic. This felt like a good omen. I lay down for an ultrasound and she seemed excited when she told me that my egg was just hanging on, ready to ovulate within an hour. 
I think it's going to work, she said as she walked out of the room to get the sample ready. I lay alone staring at the ceiling and I panicked. Oh shit, I really hadn't counted on that. The timing for work was terrible. They'd told me to expect to do this six or seven times before I got pregnant. I'd seen it as a trial run. What if it worked? Of course I wanted it to, but what would I do if it did? She walked back in with the semen and told me she'd had it under the microscope. It's a very healthy sample, she said. They're extremely active. Good, I said. That's good. I've been using my audio recorder like a sketchbook or a camera for the past five years, capturing important moments and conversations on my path to single motherhood. Of course, I forgot to record much on this day, this incredibly important day. I was too consumed with what I was actually doing to remember to turn it on. But I recorded my end of the many phone calls I made to tell the stories over and over to endlessly patient family and friends. I just started suddenly talking a lot to the midwife as she's sitting there and i got my legs open and she's about to do it. And I started saying, yeah, this is really weird. And just like, blah, 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 blah. And she was peeking around the side of my leg going, really? Yeah, and, but are you, you think this is... And I said, yeah, I wouldn't be here if, it wasn't, if I wasn't sure, but still, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she was, <laughs> she was really nice about it. <laughs> I just needed to, <laughs> to just have some verbal diarrhoea. She sat poised and looked concerned as every thought bouncing around in my head tumbled out of my mouth. Are you sure you want to do this? It's not too late. Are you sure? No. But yes. Yes. I barely felt the tiny tube, but I did feel the squirt and imagined the sperm right there, right up, swirling around the egg. They weren't going to have to work nearly as hard as most sperm doing it the old-fashioned way. I lay still for 15 minutes while they settled in. I tried not to think how icky it was to have a stranger's semen in my body. I mean, in no other circumstances would I be willing to even touch semen. But this was what was required, so I tried hard to put it out of my mind. I breathed deeply and felt calm at last. I paid up and thanked her. I think it's going to work, she said again as I left. I rang my mother again as I walked to my favourite cafe for lunch. We debriefed as she got into bed. The insemination had been perfectly timed for us to share across time zones. But it was so matter-of-fact. I mean, it's like going in for a pap smear or something, you know? Just really so easy. It was just weird that that's so easy and uncomplicated in terms of, you know, making it, organising it, and then the, the, the result might be so enormous. I sat alone in the cafe eating a delicious sandwich and trying to process what I'd just done. I felt like everyone must be able to see just by looking at me. All my senses were heightened and I felt empowered for taking this huge step all by myself. And at the same time, tranquil and so present in that moment. Hello. Hey. Yeah, so how was it? Uh, 
It was it was uh, fine and straightforward, but but very weird. So so is it literally like turkey baster? Um, no, not nearly as much as I expected. <laughs> it was. Um, I mean, I couldn't see what she was doing, but I don't know. It looked like I, I looked when she was pulling it out. There was a. It was a really long tube. So what was it attached to? Uh, a turkey paster, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see the other end. <laughs> I was trying not to move too much. I got there and um, she gave me an ultrasound, which they do with everyone. And and the, it turned out the timing was absolutely spot on. Like, the egg was just about to drop. And and then I had I don't know can you feel it when that happens? No, but I've heard other people can. Yeah, I I get this kind of crampy feeling, but now and, and I thought you know I can feel something, but now I know for sure what it feels like because then after I left, like about forty minutes later, I was eating lunch, and I felt this little pop, <laughs> and I thought that's it. <laughs> It actually felt more profound than funny when it happened. There was a sound too, but only inside me. Something like... That was it. Was that it? A warm sensation. Pop. Flutter. But I can't tell people about the sound. I thought it's so cheesy. Things like that don't happen in real life. Can you really be so hyper-aware of these tiny moments in your life where everything changes? No, no, I'm just a romantic. My life is a romantic comedy about a single woman and an insemination. But I'll never forget that moment. Um, what, when will I do the test? On the 5th. And they said that if there's even the faintest line showing, that means you're pregnant. I made a lot of calls once I got home. I needed to share this. I needed to talk. I needed to record it all for myself and for my child if I was lucky enough to have one. I needed to tell stories, to validate, to celebrate. I needed to talk so openly and so comfortably that I might help soften the world for this child so her existence could be accepted and celebrated without awkward discomfort surrounding her where-did-I-come-from story. I needed to help myself process the actions I was taking and to create stories for my future child to tell, to laugh about, to cringe about, to form her sense of identity and belonging. I recorded my deliberations as I made my decision to have a baby on my own and as I took action, telling family, friends and work, choosing a donor, insemination. I kept recording when it was more about reaction Pregnancy, morning sickness, midwives, labour pains, birth, breastfeeding, sleep deprivation, ear infections, routine, chaos, travel, work, childcare. Searching for a new equilibrium. Do you feel any different now, like physically? Uh, well, yeah. Something, something feels like it's sort of tingling in there a bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much of that's in my mind. And I haven't even told anyone in Denmark that that I did it. Mm-hmm. So it's quite weird to be kind of walking around with this thing. And like, 
<laughs> and yeah, nobody knows about it. And so when actually, if this worked, when would the due date be? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, February or March or something? Um, end of February. End of February. But even if it's even if it's worked, I'm I'm going to try not to feel too hopeful or whatever. Mm. Because I I know so many people who had miscarriages in in the first three months. But maybe I'll be that weird person who the very first time I ever try just like <laughs> ding. <laughs> yeah, you're the the girl who in the fifties would have had a shotgun wedding at seventeen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This series is a record for my child, and for people like her. It's for anyone who's had to go beyond a passionate encounter to pursue their dream of having a baby. It's for women struggling with the momentous decision, somewhere along the journey, or living as a fully-fledged single mother by choice or choice mum, like me. It's for those trying to understand decisions and actions being taken by someone they love. It's for all the wonderful, unconventional families who make the world a much more interesting place and all the wonderful people who accept and support us. Hello. Hi. I'm okay. How are you? No. Not yet. I I don't have any news yet. On Tuesday I'll have some news. Astrid, this is more information than any kid wants about their parent. But you deserve access to the full story. This is how you came about. It was absolutely not by accident. Um, yes, something's going on. I'm calling with some news. I'm, yeah, I'm pregnant. Thanks to my family, my friends, and my daughter for allowing me to record, <laughs> and for all your support. I know! It's crazy, isn't it? Just like that! <laughs> I thought, I mean, I thought, I thought there's no way. I thought it's going to take at least six months. They start the count actually earlier. They start the count from the first day of your last period. Because most women don't know with such precision <laughs> when it happened. <laughs> To the minute, yeah. <laughs> I am so lucky. 